This podcast is brought to you by UK Coaching, here for the coach. Visit ukcoaching.org to grow your coaching skills and be part of the community. And you're very welcome to the Curious Coaches Club at our 2.15 slot here on the Monday. Um, we are going to cover a topic today that's very close to my heart uh, with two amazing guests today. Um, they have both been privy to my use of voice notes and exploring reflection, but they're going to give their more expert professional view today to connect with over 100 people that we have with us. If it is your first time joining us, you are very, very welcome. Just to give you a brief overview of what you're about to encounter over the next 60 minutes, we have two in-house guests that I will um, introduce you to in a minute. And then later in the week after this 60-minute um, webinar that we have, we have two communities of practice. So if there's bits and pieces that you've picked up today that you'd like to dive into further in a smaller group, more interactive, then you have an opportunity to do that with some of our senior coach developers and already kicked off on Connected Coaches is a thread that dives into this topic of reflection, which we, we would probably only skim the surface of today, but hopefully there'll be some brilliant takeaways for you and some support to connect us through the, the chat box and have opportunities at half time to connect us. So um who we have in the house this morning we have andy bradshaw and mark scott both familiar names and faces to you um mark and andy have coached at all levels and that is really important for us today to be able to yes they have brilliant roles and titles inside uk coaching andy's a senior coach developer mark's a development lead on modern learning so they have a, you know a depth and breadth but the fact that they are aware of what's happening on the grassroots level they are aware of what's happened in the performance space across a multitude of different sports really allows us to dig into this topic from a number of different angles today so um the game plans up on the screen for you to have a quick look so we're taking a first half look at what reflective practice is and the challenges. We're going to take a half-time recap in Q&A, take some questions, thoughts from the chat box, and we'll discuss them here with the panel. Second half, practical ideas. Everyone loves some takeaways or even to challenge what you're already doing. Am I on the right track? This word floats around a lot and it adds the word critical and adds the word practice to it. Am I doing okay with where I'm at? What can I change? Um, who can I share this with? So to support you, full time we'll do a full wrap up ask some questions to andy and mark to close the session off the recap part and even during the session if there's some gems that you want to take away or you want to share hashtag one thing i've learned is how we're sharing it through um social media so um good afternoon andy and mark afternoon jenny hi good afternoon welcome hi. all yeah good good to have you so listen mark kick us off like what is reflection and and why is it so important yeah, so I think I think you just mentioned, Jenny, that it's a word that gets banded around. I think quite a lot at the moment, you know, reflection, and we've got to we've got to reflect because it's great for us and and all this kind of stuff. And um, I, I'm just wondering whether how much that actually people within that uh, are supporting us to be able to do that as coaches. So I think it's I think it's a question to kind of to to consider for the for the coaches on today to to think about how much support do you get around your reflective practice um, from either NGB or whoever it might be that you're working with. So I think there's there's the first bit. But if we look at what reflection is, so your actual question, um, I guess we're reflecting all the time because we're we're thinking all the time. So that, I think that the key bit is that, we're, that there's thinking going on um, and, and that's, the, that's the main part now. 
if we think of how reflective practice gets done, that might get done in different ways to that as well. So when we get into the, if we're recording things or jotting things down, so I think there's something different there. But if we get into actually like you mentioned it, that reflective practice, I would see that as something quite different. So that reflecting, we're, we're thinking, yeah, we do that. We're doing that now. We're all thinking about stuff all the time, basically. But if we're thinking about reflective practice, I think that's it's got to be some actions that we take um, in order to learn for me. Um, so I think there's, there's, there's learning and I think we can learn from our practice. I think we learn through practice. Um, but it's essentially the, like the experiences that we go through um, and the actions we do to think about those experiences, how we can learn. And I guess yeah. the, the final thing I'll chuck in is that I kind of think that linked to my earlier point around how much support do we get? So, uh, and, and, I, and I resonate with this myself. As a, so as a coach, when I was first starting out, it's like, where do you actually start doing this thing that people are saying that we need to reflect? So I kind of liken it to the, you know, I've, I've been a teacher in the past and I liken it to the to some of definitely some of my students who used to sit down in order to start revi you know start revising. So it's like, yeah, they sit down to start and revise, but it's like, right, I've got my textbook, I've got my notes. What do I do now? Kind of thing. Um, and I think that's a little bit similar sometimes with coaches who are saying, right, I'm being told I need to reflect, but where do I actually start? So I think that's that's maybe just something to, to open up. Oh my gosh, yeah, a, a, a bucket load of stuff there for us to dive into, Mark. And actually a seamless transition um, into um, Andy. Brendan Cropley did some work that you and I were talking about last week, um, situating reflective practice, this idea that knowledge is embedded in the experience. And we're looking to get to a point where um, we do something with that experience that we've had to transform it into learning. Can you take us through this, um, this brilliant uh, slide here? Yeah, so a phrase that I've used on some um, some of our coach developer work is around T.S. Eliot quote around we had the experience but missed the meaning. Um, what what this slide is just trying to encapsulate is actually transforming experiences into learning and how reflective practice can help us to do that. So if you were going to annotate this, you would also you would probably put a, an arrow joining the um, joining the three cogs, and that is the process of of reflection, reflective practice enabling these cogs to turn together. So um, we've shared on the um, the Connected Coaches link um, this animation. So the animation shows each one of these turning together. And the bit in the blue box is probably the crucial bit. So when we start off coaching or when we're planning a practice, we'll start off with our uh, start point of our existing assumptions, our values about coaching, the mental models that shape our practice. Um, so we plan something uh, on reflection on that. So there's that first cycle um, reflecting. Uh, I've seen already in the chat box, a purposeful reflective process then starts to have a look at, well, what worked, what didn't, what caused some um, interest, uh, what may be changed from expectations. And what we start to do is we start to um, to challenge what might be our existing assumptions and, and values. And we start to then new knowledge or sourcing some new knowledge, possibly supporting assumptions that we've already got or challenging those assumptions, um, again, supporting or challenging their values we've got. And as we move through cycle three, um, 
if done effectively, and this is what we're trying to get to is effective reflective practice, we get to a point where we're possibly then starting to re-examine what we know and what we do, and renew some things, so maybe add bits to our coaching toolbox, to our practice, um, and then start to change what we do. So there is a change process in this as well. Uh, and the bit that we get possibly get stuck in is if we just reflect and we just describe, we just get stuck in one. So action cycle one, where we don't actually make any change. And I think that's the crucial thing. It is, it's difficult, but what we are looking to do is actually um, build on what we already know and evolve it into something new. Yeah, uh, you, you brought me straight to a moment back in my uh, West life in Ireland when it was the um, coach that come to me in my early days of coaching when people would say, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. And in my head now, I'm going, well, without reflection, you're doing the same thing <laughs> 20 times over and over that one year repeating itself. And some great comments coming through there. Lucy saying, personally, I need to ask coaching, teaching peers to observe my session. So a uh, straight away looking to the sharing, who's in my environment, where does that extend to, which we will get to um, throughout the session. Thanks, Andy, for that intro. If we, if, I mean, I know we're going kind of to the negative barriers to start off, but if we go to the next slide and we have issues that we You've collected you've experienced heard on your journey uh, from different coaches from players from environments and ngbs you've worked with here's a collation of some issues um mark if i can ask you to pick one of those that stand out straight away and just share with us what your experience around that issue is um and we will dive in and it might be useful for the i'll keep an eye on the chat box yeah so i think um a little bit linked to what i've just said i suppose um around do do we know about what good reflective practice is? Um, so, so that bit around benefits for me jumps out. So do we know the real benefits? Is that, has that been explained and, and how that will affect me as a coach? So, or is it just something separate or something that I kind of need to do to close off that session almost, that, that, that cycle? So, and, and something that, that I think jumps out around what are the benefits for me is, um, what I would call like your coaching craft. Um, so knowing what to do in a certain situation, basically. Um, and so within a, within a given situation that I'm in, um, I can draw upon all my experiences that I've got. Um, and someone who's reflected on those experiences over the years, who's tried and, and thought about, well, I, I'm going to try this today. Um, or within a within a given situation where you've adapted things and tried new things and then reflected upon whether it worked, how how it worked, how it went down with a certain player, did all the players buy into that or not? So those sorts of things where that that's for me where you can really build up this this craft that that I would call it. And so I think I think linked to that and, and linked to a little bit what Andy was saying there, I think the other the other important part is it's got to be linked to doing. So there's we talk about reflecting as as thinking and and that's absolutely what it is. But also we've I think we've got to like put that into into some action as well. So I think the action part, putting it into action, not being afraid to sort of give things a go if you like um, that we've been thinking about, that we've been reflecting about, and that 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 cycle between those three things really I think can um, can help us have that bank of experiences that we can then in new situations where something takes us by surprise as an example i might have some things in my locker that i'm going to yeah. actually you know what this thing i've thought about here that i've had a bit of a go out over there i might be able to use that in this situation yeah 
brilliant start. It's drawn me to the chat box momentarily. I come back to, to Andy for the next part. Um, Andy Enwood says, if you don't have a starting point of assumptions, values, beliefs, then when do you when, when you do reflect um, and you don't like what's your reference point to alter and change? I think that's a really good one to I think maybe when you get to the point in the session when we'll talk about timing later on, that those those uh, lenses and biases are already there. And it's maybe reflection is a period then to allow us to tap into that and to stretch and challenge and and have the trust and honesty that Rob is talking about in the group there as well. Um, Andy, if I could bring you to another issue that that pops out for you in that slide. Thanks, Mark, for that. Yeah, it's, it's the emotions, um, that chunk of it. Uh, so uh, there's a couple of comments in the chat box already that, that reflective practice is challenging. I've mentioned the fact that we're looking at possibly things that disturb our view of the world. So it might be something that happened either in a, you've, you've been on a webinar and it's like, actually that's, that's challenging the way I think or the way I, my view of the world. It might be something in a particular session, which is like, actually that just went, that went significantly different than I expected. Um, so the emotional side of things, and I think it's really connecting to, you're not just reflecting on the practice, you're reflecting on the whole. Um, and that might be how you're feeling, it might be how the athletes or your athletes are feeling, it might be how your other coaches, other people around there are feeling, but really tapping into the emotions. And the reason it, it crops up in the, the barriers bit is actually that can be quite difficult for some people. So the, the vulnerability aspect of maybe exploring some stuff that you're not quite sure about um, can, we, can be quite um, anxious. Um, and it possibly then links to a constraint. So actually, this is, this is a bit too difficult for me, so I'm not going to do it. Um, or maybe I'm just going to describe things. or I'm just going to do some superficial reflection, but I'm not really going to get into the really detailed, deeper reflection. Um, we talk sometimes about critical reflection, but it's not it's not meant in a negative way. It's just getting into critiquing and getting much further below the surface and and actually just sensing around um, actually how did I feel in that moment? You know, if a particular one of my hockey sessions has become slightly chaotic and it's gone off track a little bit, how am I feeling there? You know, is it a loss of control that I'm feeling? Do I feel nervous? Do I feel um, do I feel excited by that or do, do I feel really fearful? Um, I think those are some really interesting things to tap into, um, but not easy. No, gosh, no. And if I could link, I mean, it, it brings me back to a couple of weeks ago, when we talked about parenting and funny enough, Dee has brought it up here where we have um, and who you draw that convo from, including athletes, parents and other um, and other coaches yes ideal kind of utopian space how do you think andy from your experiences as a coach at all levels um how how have you managed to include and incorporate those different people in, as part of your reflective process and practices yeah and i'm seeing a number of people in the chat box around you know asking asking others so athletes parents other coaches maybe other staff if you're lucky enough to have other staff around um you know one thing is important actually you know planning in uh, so having some sort of process for your reflection and if if you if you're thinking about wanting to get other perspectives and i think that's a crucial thing and we might touch on it later as well self-reflection is obviously limited a little bit by our own values and beliefs and biases and consciousness to a certain extent so we're reflecting on the things that we know um so getting other people's perspectives is absolutely crucial just to to widen that that breadth of perspectives, um, yeah. just making sure that we 
give ourselves time to do that because it's the one thing that probably gets um, missed off. All right, I need to move on to the next bit. I need to then move on to the next bit of doing, which yes, we all like doing, but again, this bit around how do we transform our experiences and our practice into hopefully improved practice and we are, we're learning new things, we need to make sure that we prioritize getting some reflected time in there and asking for other people's views and just being honest about that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's really, really interesting. Yeah, honesty has come up a few times and establishing that foundation can be trickier um, than, than just saying it out, we understand that. Um, I, I, speaking of time, before I go to Mark for the next section or for the next um, the next issue, uh, one of the things I had to do in my coaching journey around time was I had to, to look and see when was the best time, say when I'm coaching a basketball match, when was the best time that I could do my inaction reflection? And actually people say, oh God, I, you know, do you need to plan it? Does it need to be that rigid? But I, I knew how valuable it was. Um, but it was saying, okay, well, maybe if the timeout is coming at the end of 10 minutes and the timeout's only going to give me 60 seconds, if I take an extra 60 seconds and that gives me a two minutes, then even emotionally, as you were mentioning, I'm more composed, I have my thoughts gathered and succinct in the delivery or I'm supporting the athletes to deliver the halftime message. So yeah, I can really, really resonate to the emotional and dripping into the time on that. Um, Mark, any other ones stand out before we move on from the issues there that are common that you've experienced in uh, any of the tutoring you've done or coaching or teaching? I think that um, probably just almost building on that that emotional side that um, I think I think it's kind of just a point that it's it's okay for it for it to not be that easy so it, it can be like a real emotional type of practice that we're going through um, so it doesn't always have to be like clinical where dispassionate and you you kind of almost being like the rational person that sometimes it, it is about those ups and downs and so I guess if you yeah if many coaches I come across it's just like the, the thing someone mentioned before about like the lens that, that we're looking through so the lens that they're looking through and, and from tends to be that first of all a negative one and I kind of resonate with that myself um that that would be something that i would i'll tend to jump to and i suppose it's it's just probably putting out there that 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 can be okay but that obviously we can build we can build on that and work on that that we that we look at from from different angles but yeah. again like just some of some of the some of the research that's being done um comes from that point of view where like it, it's an emotional challenging process um and it's almost like you sometimes you just need to be ready for that in a way it's so yeah just someone's put being getting uncomfortable with it and it's and i think that's that's part of it but i think the other bit that we know is that when we get a little bit uncomfortable like that that it's probably better learning that's going on there hmm. oh thanks mark we just lost you at the end audio wise but i i love that reference because that did catch my eye Again, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, Andy, if I could jump back to you very quickly before we go into the halftime, the time is absolutely flying here and I'm, I can't wait to dive into some of the stuff we've seen in the chat box, but to pull one of those out, how effective is self-reflection? I know Mark talked about the importance, but again, from your own personal experience or what you've shared as a, as a coach developer in many sports, how effective is it? Well, again, I think balance is a is a crucial word to say here. Um, yeah, it's when we start to talk about approach it's great to be able to have reflective conversations with others so um 
you know, one way that I'd be looking at in terms of, you know, providing some advice uh, to people, you know, to um, to broaden their range of reflective sort of processes is, is try and have more reflective conversations with others. But we know that that's not always possible. Um, so part of it is building your own awareness of your biography. Um, so where you've come from, the experiences that shape that, um, your own knowledge, what your assumptions are. Um, and actually, that is the start point. So the, the gentleman that was asking around, well, you need that as your start point to be able to refer back to. Well, that is the first part of that reflective cycle, really understanding your own self-awareness and then being able to, um, to reassess that as you go through experience, because you're the one person that is always going to be able to reflect on their own experience. You can then get other people's perspectives, but in terms of a constant source of reflected data, your own experiences, your own emotions, and your own planning process, you can continue to do that. So it's vital, but I think what we're trying to um, explore now is how can we add things to that process to make sure that it's not one dimensional? I think that's the bit that will constrain it is that it's you're reflecting with your own view of the world. If you can add other people's perspectives to that, it becomes really effective reflective practice. Brilliant, thanks Andy, yeah, geez. Um... One of the things that uh, I guess for um, the uh, both of your points and, and uh, gathering a lot of thoughts in my own experience um, is that it's it's about your development as well. And I know the self word came in there, Andy, at the end, but uh, so much so many coaches I work with and so so many times that we speak about reflection, we're aware that it's it's you in the process, but it's always or most of the time for me, it's been for the athletes for the team, for the greater good and the bigger picture. And that process for you does have to be somewhat of a selfish, whether it's a scheduling the time and to do it, um, looking at, you know, how do I create that, that psychologically safe environment to bring other people into that and to be vulnerable to ask parents to come in and connect. So um, yeah, lots of stuff tying up there. Um, just before we go into the, the halfway, uh, halfway point and look at some questions there, um, like, is there is there a way that, people can connect uh, during the session, before and after the session without having a plan? Or do you always need to have a model? Uh, to, to Andy or Mark on that. No, I, I think a model helps. Um, so it, it can help. So, you know, you might, uh, one of the one of the ones that we've used in terms of the work that um, Neil Morgan Abraham um, up at Leeds Beckett have, have worked at coaching practice and planning reflective framework, you know, a catchy title, but you look at you look at four areas to work on the session outcomes, coaching behaviors, player engagement and practice structure and how those how those four things interlink. Um, so that might be something that shapes some of your reflection. Um, but then you might get sidetracked and you might get into your emotion midway through. Um, what what I've been really interested in, and I might be jumping on to the next part of the in terms of some of the questions is how do you aid recall? Because I think that's a, that's a bit of a challenge, going back to the previous question about self-reflection, is it's very difficult at times to recall everything that's gone on in a session. Um, and sometimes you'll be overly concentrating on the negative parts of it and maybe not reflecting on some of the things that went really well. Um, so I think it is useful to maybe um, play around with some things that are going to help recall. So that might be recording your voice. Um, so that you can listen back to what you said during a session. And that might really connect you to actually when I was saying this, this is what was happening. 
getting some video of yourself coaching again might be might be a useful way of doing it not um, possible for everybody but certainly something to have a look at um, and getting beyond the oh do I look like that do I say things like that that's the thing that I say a thousand times in a session once you get beyond that that becomes a really useful stimulus it provides data to work with and I think the other thing is again is possibly just even jotting some stuff down so um, possibly even just getting some cue cards um, and just every 20 minutes or so just write some reflections down and you might even have some questions that you um that you jot some notes down on again you'd share that with the players you share that with other people you're not making notes on players unless you are actually making notes on players um <laughs> i'm just doing this to help me recall some stuff um and those are some ways that i think you can help your recall which will help your self-reflection as well and there's more stuff i mean had a little bit of a a window there in my career in performance analysis and i did come across that phrase of, oh it's okay i remember this i remember that and you know it wasn't until we brought some of the research to some of those coaches they were like oh actually i've, I've you know had some of my bias checked here or i've remembered an athlete or a particular time in the in the game and i've shaped all my reflections around that one whether it is emotionally driven or not and we will we will jump to that in the second half but i'm going to take a pause now because i see there's lots of amazing stuff popping in there, the chat box referring to conversations that are coming up next week etc um, and what I want you to do is uh, to the chat box we've got 125 people in house and to our panel here what did you hear at this halftime mark what have you heard so far and what have you connected with and that's we're going to leave that linger I'll let their our panelists our guests and Mark and Andy have a look at the chat box there's some absolute gems in there what did you hear and what have you connected with that's 30 minutes after flying by here and we'll have a a dive into that maybe take one or two questions mark and andy if you see something you want to connect with we can do that during this different halftime slot today so i think that um I mean, I'm, I'm just i'm just looking at the bit that, that's talking about a gopro but i think there's been a couple of comments around like different i guess different ways of doing your reflection that that have been mentioned in there as well so i think i think that's an interesting one to explore a little bit as as Andy started to there, um, and yeah, so I, I think I think for me it links with um, the previous discussion a little bit around the planning bit. So can you can your planning involve your reflection? Would would be a question that I would throw in. Like, are you going to sort of maybe not a like really structured way, but are you planning for your reflection? Like when you're going to do it, how are you going to go about it? Are you going to, are you going to save it for those clips? If you're using a GoPro, are you going to do anything um, within the session as has been discussed a little bit? Um, and so I think, I think there's a, there's a good link there to what are you planning? So that, and I think that that brings out then some of the things that you're going to, someone talks about when, when we talk about the lens and all that and what, what do you see and the fact that we don't remember much from a session as we know that actually if i'm if i'm planning for certain outcomes though and i'm and i'm working on this bit as you mentioned so as, as a coach if i'm trying to get better at my questioning at the moment and that's something that that i'm trying to do that that might be something in the forefront of my mind that that actually I'll, i'm picking up a bit more around that stuff because I've yeah. because I've planned to do it, so I'm planning to reflect on my questioning on that particular session. So yeah. I've got a little bit of a reference point for me to use when it when it comes to me doing that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, the message that, um, especially in this COVID period where I would be, you know, on voice notes, having a journal, recording in um, uh, an audio note, say in, in my voice recorder after I've had an interaction or a sports session with a coach, um, now that I'm not driving as much, uh, it's changed the dynamic of how I do it. And I have had to schedule it in. Um, I have had to say, you know, between calls or end of day, this is what it looks like. There's an interesting one, if I could throw it to you, Andy. Um, Barry has mentioned it there. If I'll scroll it up, it's around the 360 review. Are you a fan of having coaches undergo a 360 review process to help them form a baseline or starting point on the self-awareness journey? If I could throw that to you, Andy. Whether I'm a fan or not, um, that would be, you know, it's something that if you're working with a coach, so all the work we do as a coach developer, um, providing, again, providing different perspectives, so building someone's self-awareness, a 360 might be a really useful tool um, to help them um, unpick maybe the things that are unseen, unheard, some of the behaviours that they're not um, they're not conscious of. Um, but it's not going to be uh, the right fit for everybody, um, and it might be quite a um, quite a negative tool used in the wrong way. Um, so I think uh, you know, without going down there, it depends. Route context is crucial in all of this, and the uniqueness um, of everybody, uh, each of us as coaches, and each of our experience, I think, is crucial. So um, whatever tool we might have, we need to be very careful about, uh, just mindful about why we're using it, who we're using it with, and what are we trying to um, what are we trying to get out of it? What's the outcome we're, we're looking for? Mm -hmm. um, for some, it would be absolutely fantastic and it would provide a real richness in helping build their own self-awareness. Um, for others, it might be a step too far and it might be something that is, is just not right. So um, it's just, it, it is a little bit of it depends, but bearing in mind context, uh, um, yeah. the territory that someone is working in so the territory of coaching you know what we're looking at here is as mark was mentioning before um reflection is helping us make sense of our practice so it's work-based learning and our work is coaching um and we're trying to bridge the theory of of coaching theory into our practice worlds and reflection helps us to do that yes great great yeah great feedback great uh, comment on that there's there has been conversations I've had with our coaches as we have used the 360 review and some of the programs have been involved in. And um, more recently, a coach came back and said, well, you know, what I've done is I've picked a question that I feel will work and I've posed it to family, friends and work colleagues and just created, you know, a summary of um, all those responses in an Excel document. So less formal than a 360 full formal um, kind of document emailing and out and stuff. And he has found that absolutely invaluable. He's looked at the language, the words, who replied and what. It's extended to other conversations. It's allowed him to take a pause moment to think of where he's at in his journey. So yes, whether it is a, um, you know, a software or the 360 review or a simple text that goes to a group and comes back. Um, just to close off the halftime, I think there's a really nice message there that um, um, Sarah has made. Um, how we reflect, what we reflect on, and uh, how well we reflect depends on our perspective of how valuable uh, the belief in, in reflective practice is. Um, and then the commitment to it that we undertake and the motivation, which we talked about in the issues section very briefly, the motivation to capture and subsequently drive our own change. So some um, some great stuff happened in the chat box, but we will motor on if that's OK. And um, Mark, if I could come to you 
So um, a, a few weeks ago, or maybe it's a little bit longer now, um, with all the webinars happening and all, all the stuff, all the great stuff we're doing inside UK Coaching and beyond that I've been tapping into, the time to learn session you did, and you mentioned coaching craft, developing that earlier on. Um, one of the key parts for me and one of the, the nice takeaways was a, a diagram that you had where you had the when part of reflection and you had from, uh, if I remember it right, boiling, <laughs> hot, um, and then we went to cold and then we went to freezing and it was in relation to the timing of your reflection. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of that and we can and go into the when, please? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you did get them right there, uh, Jen, left, left to right, if you like. Um, yeah, so this kind of links into to when we reflect and like some of Shern's work around the different types of reflection around when they happen. So, so if we take them, the, the boiling one, um, I took as the, the inaction. So the reflecting inaction is um, where we're reflecting during doing what, what we're doing, basically. So we're in the midst of activity and we can essentially, you can still do something about it. Um, because I'm I'm within that, and it's within a coaching session or or within a a competition. So there's there's that bit over here, and then the on action stuff with the with the other one. So you know I think we've we might have heard like these. I think we've we've discussed hot hot debriefs and things like that on here in the past, and I know there's a session coming up around that kind of stuff. But the so the the hot the hot reflection for me is like the immediately after. Okay, and, that, and obviously there we can we won't go into it, but there's advantages and disadvantages of that. And we've been talking a little bit um, around how much do you remember. So there's there's one to consider. Um, but also, I, I think I think there's a, an interesting point around the hot reflections are about emotions. And so my mind jumps to like arousal levels and how and the same with um, the the boiling stuff, where the inaction stuff. So depending on what sort of a coach you are you know i like i'm the type of coach who likes to get in there so i'm in the session i want to be in and you know involved and so emotionally i'm probably quite high and so my arousal levels are probably quite high so i've had to work over the years on trying to sometimes actually step out of there move out step back and actually re almost reduce the arousal levels in order to get uh, a different perspective um, and we could, we could, I could start, I could keep adding bits on here, but like I, that links to me then around what's my attention, what I'm paying attention to, because again, like I, I, if if I'm if I'm over aroused, my attention's too narrow and things like that. I won't see that bigger picture. So I think there's there's all sorts to think around um, about what's going on there with with that emotional connection to the session and and even straight afterwards. So I think we would agree that like the cold um reflection that would that might happen either a few hours or even like later that day or, or later that night might might get around some of those things and then the freezing one's a little bit different so that's what Sean calls like retrospective reflection on action and that's probably something that happens in the that might be useful as an example in the off season where you kind of right it's gone now it's completely gone i'm not seeing them again till you know a month's time which it's going to be a different set of players or whatever and but that's maybe more one where i take stock and and think about the the thing as a whole a little bit so yeah sorry i went i, I kind of kept that in um <laughs> no. 
I can feel your passion coming through there and don't, yeah. don't want to leave anything out. Or um, webinars on, on any of them, but um, yeah. Well, it's brilliant. If anybody does want to know more um, into this particular area that you've dabbled in or some of the diagrams I was talking about, Paul's posted the link in the group there for you to check out that time to learn session. Andy, before we go on to the, the next slide, um, um, briefly mentioned, and I have seen it in the chat box there, tools to support it may not be for everyone. I see Emma's made a great point there in the chat box, Emma Brunning. Don't worry if you don't follow the script. It's purposeful, supportive and creative. If there is a tool um, or tools that you've come across, is there any to support that reflection in action? You're muted, Andy, sorry. Yes, that's the first uh, bad mark against my name. <laughs> um, someone's also mentioned uh, any Whitehead's work around Think Aloud. Um, so that would be a, a classic one to have a look at if you've not come across it um, to to try and actually capture some of your some of the internal dialogue that we all have as we're coaching. Um, and so that might be, you know, micing yourself up, using your phone to capture it. So just, you know, getting your microphone in your phone or if you've got a dictaphone or however you want to do it, but to actually just thinking through your thought process. So not just describing what's happening, although some of it might be describing that. It might be, I can see what's happening here and I'm going to interact in this way uh, or I'm not. And this is why. Um, so that then enables you to be able to play that back at a later stage and, and actually give you a really rich um, set of data to be able to reflect upon. Um, and that's probably one of the easiest ways. It's not really, you're not scribbling stuff down, although that might be another another way of doing something. You might also just task some people, you know, so we, sometimes we've, we've talked about um, maybe utilizing parents better. Well, it's like, we'll get a parent to have a look at some of the language you're using, for instance. Um, maybe just some some words that are maybe that you're using all the time or balance between positive and negative all of those things that will give you some feedback um, and it will give you some some again some data to work with um, you know that's it's it's always useful to have things to be able to look at and to be able to reflect upon which isn't always just what I'm recording from this session yeah brilliant Andy staying on that topic um, I, I really what I'm, I'm listening and I'm flicking to the chat box what I really love today is people are saying going forward this is what I'm adding uh, this is what I find comfortable I've tried that and it hasn't worked and honesty here even today to share that so people are picking up um, little gems along the way if you were to talk about um, that pause moment that step back moment can you take us through and then we have a slide to support this visually but if could you take us through those three stages um, to link that picture for us um, around the reflection on in action as well, please. Yeah, uh, and this links to, I mean, we were talking about the difference. My my coaching worlds have been um, at quite different ends of the spectrum over the last couple of years. So going from a, um, an age group international coaching role with England hockey uh, to a more of a grassroots girls football um, role at under 15s, supporting as a parent my um, girls football, my daughter's girls football team. One of the things that we spoke about, so Mark, myself and Jenny, in preparation for this was, you know, it's fine when um, when you're playing an international game and you've got, you know, you've got other coaches and you've got staff, physio managers who sort of organise pre-game for you a little bit. And you can, you know, I have definitely been uh, in situations where I've been able to just sort of almost watch what's going on and have a real good think for sort of five or ten minutes actually Right, what are my expectations here? What am I going to be doing? I've, I've got some time, I can build in that time. 
the challenge at a more grassroots level um, has sometimes been you end up doing everything. So you're setting up uh, the warm up, you're checking if the float is right for the tea and coffee at half time. That someone's forgotten the goal net and there's a whole load of stuff that's going on. And we just thought about if you could just find a little time to take a step out, step back, so maybe even a physical step back, um, just to check in. And that might be checking in with yourself. How are you feeling? It might be checking in with your players. It might be checking in with your co-coach, if you're fortunate to have a co-coach or your helper, and just take a little bit of time. So find that little bit of... Um, of time to reflect. And it might be that you make a note of that, or you make a recording of that, and you use that to reflect later on. But that ability to, so time was a constraint that was put on that, um, or a sort of a barrier that was put on the, um, the first slide that we had. And finding time, building that time in, it doesn't have to be hours, it might just be two or three minutes before a practice or before a session. Um, just to check in and that, that check in again, just re reiterating, it might be with yourself, it might just be an internal check in, it might be with others, it might be with players, but making sure that we make it a bit more hab habitual. So this is part of what we do. Um, and then we can move on, we can move on to stuff that, and, but this might be a cycle that you go through, you know, two or three times, but finding that space and time, I think is really important. Brilliant summary. It brought me to, um, I don't know, for those in the chat books or, or either Andy or Mark, you've read that book, Perform Under Pressure, um, Cherry Evans. And there's similar threads there when he speaks about kind of, again, similar to, you know, step back, see what your reaction to the situation is, uh, step up get a, a higher helicopter view, uh, a higher perspective of what's happening, remove yourself and then step in to take action. And he speaks about like that mental, having mental agility to be able to look at each of those internal movements and then just uh, digest them, dissect them and see what's happening at each stage where my reaction. It's really, I've seen it a good few times already. It's around that self-awareness and connecting to where you are in the moment. So I love that, Andy. Yeah, thanks. It's a great summary. Um, thoughts on that, Mark, around this, the step back, the pause moment, step in. Anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think it links a little bit to what I was saying um, about attention. And so, you know, are we, are we just focusing on external things that are, uh, out there in front of us in the session and then there's a time for us to spend um, more internally focused around our own thoughts and ref and reflections so if there's for me that that step back time would link into that and there's again it, it might link to the to the planning bit that you might plan to do that so I've got an example I was working with some netball coaches and it was this is actually from like competition that you know, you know that netball's played in quarters and I know rules are kind of changing, but basically that's the only time you can make substitutions. So like quarter time in netball when you've only got, it's like a couple of minutes as well. And then half time and obviously three quarter time, it's kind of carnage because um, there's that much going on. So it was just a simple one that, right, I'll I'll sit on the bench and I'll, I'll just say, right, it's three minutes left. Okay, so that was the cue to go, right, I'm stopping watching the game, basically. Obviously, I can keep an eye on it, but I'm going to switch to internal focus around. I'm going to step back internally. I'm going to think about, right, what am I going to say? Are we going to make any changes? Subs get warmed up kind of thing, and these are the changes we're, that we're going to make. Also, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? What's assistant coach going to say? How are we going to go about this two minutes for quarter time situation? So. 
I think that's that's just like one example because I think you could do that within a coaching session as well with some of the things that like Andy was talking about. So so thinking around, yeah, the step back might be going to going to talk to those parents or checking in with a certain player where you're thinking about interacting with different players in different ways and things like that. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, as you're speaking there, Mark, it brings me to a couple of observation sessions that I've had with coaches where the step back for them similar is, is, is linked to that autonomous learning environment and space for the athletes where that step back is they're not hearing the voice, their coach is getting to hear the athletes interacting, how they're transferring you know, what might have been the overview of the session or a, a specific drill they were doing and have they actually got that concept and how are they building it into their world? So yeah, completely, um, completely get where you're at. Um, Andy, I've, I've seen a, a great question. I don't mind, I hope you don't mind me throwing it at you here. In terms of, Sarah has it here, in terms of the use and effectiveness of uh, reflective practice, and she said, being the devil's advocate, how clear are we on what we want to reflect on and again, I mean, for me, that links straight away to some conversations around do we always reflect on when something negative or a bad experience we've had? Um, and I don't know if you can see it there. Does that depend then on what's happening during the various coaching moments or do we have a predetermined focused agenda for our reflections that are factored into our planning and are constructed around how we as coaches will help the athletes learn? Do you mind answering that, Andy, before we move on? Yeah, I do. I mean, a nice long question with plenty in it. Sorry, we yeah, I hope you found it in the box as I was lingering it out there. We could spend the rest of the day discussing this one, but I think there's some there's some interesting bits and links to some previous um, points that have been made. So the, the use of a, of a thinking tool, um, so a model or some sort of framework might help you with some of that. So um, a, a couple of the questions or a couple of the comments that have been made around keeping things simple um, so sometimes if you try and reflect on everything, then it becomes a bit more, it becomes a bit too complex and maybe um, becomes actually a really difficult task. Um, so that's where, so the model that I shared earlier was talking about session of outcomes and coaching behaviours. Um, that might be one way to say, well, actually, I'm going to focus today on my own behaviours. So maybe the questions that I ask or the feedback that I give. And that will give a focus to to my reflection afterwards. So we've almost sort of zoomed into something there. Um, and that might also provide um, a source of if you if you are uh, having someone for, had to have a reflective conversation with or someone was videoing you or you managed to record it, that would give you a focus on. Right, well, I am going to focus on how I've asked these questions, how players have responded to them. And then you might switch focus to something else, which is sort of zooming in, which might be a way of making it a bit more accessible. Um, that might also mean that whilst you're zooming in, you're missing something else, which is really important. So I think it's that balance between whilst focusing on one area um, that we are mindful of what else is going on, because you might then be missing something that's, that's absolutely, that's fantastically interesting. Um, and then you suddenly get, you get almost, um, driven by the formula or by the tool and i think we just as coaches in this complex world that we operate in we just need to be mindful of that so a tool or a model might help us look at things from a different perspective and provide a little bit of structure but we also need to be adaptable and be flexible with what we do as well yeah fantastic 
Thanks, Andy. I'm currently reflecting on that question and making <laughs> making notes. Um, I might have something when we get to the wrap up stage. Um, Mark, if I can come to you in the next slide, we've gathered some stuff from the chat box, which will feed nicely into the next slide. And you've prepared between you uh, kind of a top tips uh, in an icon and a nice visual like uh, for us to take away. Can you just take us through a couple of those and then maybe Andy can can finish it off before we come to full time? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go top right. I think we've. I think we've covered some some of these. Um, top right is is thinking. So, um, so I think that the bit about thinking for me, and it's 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 linked to some of what's just been going on there. I think that, and to go back to that question, I think it is. It's got to be both, isn't it? That that there's some stuff about the session that's absolutely well worth thinking about, and I think. I would almost reframe that a little bit because I think it's about what what we've noticed, and I think that's key. And again, like we is that just the technical stuff? Um, is it my session organisation stuff that I've that I've noticed? Or actually, if we agree that coaching is a relational process that we're that we're interacting with people, then what have I noticed about different people within my session today? So. I think there's got to be some of that that happens because um, some of some of the things that I've noticed about how people uh, interacted with me or with each other or they weren't quite themselves today. I think that's got to be really, really important in order for you to, to consider and, and move forward um, within mm -hmm. within your coaching. But I, I do also think that there's there's some stuff around that. Yeah, you said it before that you've got to help yourself as a coach. So I think think some of the stuff that you should be reflecting on if we if we just do that stuff that the session to session to session to session stuff then that's fine and it has a place but i think i think we need to get deeper at, at some stage we need to get deeper um and whether that is just through thinking whether it's going off actually i need to i need to understand this or some more like moral issues or problems that are that are going on around you know what's this coaching like actually all about? You know, do I agree with this, the way that I'm going about this whole thing or not? Because there yeah, might be, yeah. you know, we could probably come up with some brilliant debates that are that are kicking around at the moment to do with, oh, you know, but there's there's yeah. plenty, isn't there? But let's get yeah. our teeth stuck into some of those. As well. So I think, that's in, I think that's important as well. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Reflective conversations that we have either with ourselves or with others has sometimes got to get that bit deeper into mm -hmm. some of those issues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy, we got this slide, just mindful of time. And I, I absolutely, you know, I'm so so many thoughts running around in my head at the moment. Mark and Andy, thank you so much for your input. Andy, if we have this as a summary slide, if you could attach a word to each of these boxes to give us a summary um, idea. What if we start with the what I see as the the clock, the timer there? Can you give us a sentence around those? Yeah, so that it links to time. Um, so making time uh, to reflect is crucial. The reason we put that in is we identified it as a barrier. Um, so is it a priority? Is it the thing that gets missed off too often? So how can you find time? So is it is it using, not that you can use car journeys, particularly on the way home from coaching now, uh, but when, 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 those, when those things return. But, you know, in the past, I've, I've utilized, you know, return car journeys from Littershaw to do voice notes. Um, mm -hmm just to help with that, you know, it's not an, an hour and three quarters dead out, dead time driving. Um, it's it's actually, I'm structuring that in. 
Um, so making it a priority, um, as much of a priority as planning the session or delivering the session would be. Um, the checklist might be, so it could um, relate to a couple of things. It might be uh, the process that you're using. So it might be that you've got, um, you're using, say, um, gives a cycle. Um, so that is something that is, that, that's how you are structuring your reflection. Or it might be as simple as a set of questions. So one really nice question would be something like, um, what would the best me have done in that situation? So it might have been something that went off track. Or you might not have been quite spot on, but maybe what you've done is you've created a list of prompt questions of the things that are going to ask yourself some hard questions. You know, so how not just, you know, what would I have done differently, but well, why do I think that? Well, why do I think that the, my players didn't or my performer didn't quite get that? You know, was it something that I did? Um, was it my communication? So actually, that might be a set of questions. Top right, um, Mark's touched on it, but the thinking bubble. Um, I steal this line from Edward Hall um, around actually reflection should ask more questions and it provides answers. So we are we're helping our coaches ourselves become more curious. This should be an iterative process which might be challenging, but hopefully is enlightening and is enabling us to learn um, and is most definitely hard um, and challenging, but should be engaged with that sort of curiosity and the, the intent of, of curiosity. Um, some left, wherever possible, it, it's useful to try and um, structure in, plan in, generate reflective conversations. So that that gets the balance between it just being self-reflection, um, getting different perspectives, and that might be just other people in your in your coaching group. It might be with a coach, developer, or a mentor. Um, but I think just being able to get different perspectives, parents have been mentioned, players have been mentioned, having conversations, I think, is crucial. Um, the, the the bit at the bottom it might be it might be an image of me listening to a boy's own song now I'm not sure but uh, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like that uncertainty uh, uncertainty uncertainty is good here um, so it will the thinking bit is crucial and actually being challenged with and that might be well what I thought I knew maybe I, I don't know so much now so I'm re repackaging. Um, reorganizing possibly some of my knowledge and experiences, adding new things to that. And you might look a bit like that, but that's not a bad thing. Um, and the bottom right one plays to that point around adding new things in, the, the purpose of your real high quality, effective re reflective practice should be to add to your coaching toolbox um and your coaching practice so it's there is a process of sort of coaching behavioral change here am i am i moving on am i uh, incorporating new bits of knowledge into what i do am i sort of reimagining what my view of coaching is yeah wow andy thanks I'll, I'll let you come up for air there on that but i think they're absolutely invaluable to have that as succinct here um paul shared a link to some extensions of, of those type of questions you mentioned, Andy, that we might start in, the, or we definitely will actually, in, in Connected Coaches when we get a minute, but also some of the resources. When people go to the UK Coaching website, they'll see a list of different um, 
articles and papers and reflection pieces that we've put together that can support this session, along with the time to learn session that we mentioned mentioned earlier from Mark. So we're coming to the end here. I knew I knew the time would fly on something like this today, uh, this particular topic. Um, as I go to a wrap up, if I was to ask, and I, I, I had a nice intro to both of you saying the depth and breadth of knowledge that you have and experience, and I'm so lucky to have you inside UK Coaching to bounce the soundboard and reflect with, um, if you were to gift a book to somebody, and we've got 120 people here with this today that might be able to take one of those uh, books and, and uh, explore, what would it be, Andy and Mark? I've got mine to hand, I've got a visual prop, so... There we go. How oh, many happens? Bring it uh, over a little bit, Andy, further. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, brilliant. Thank so you. It's relatively new to me working through it. So uh, Paul Kirsch and Carl Hendrick are the two authors. Um, it's basically a, 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 a very accessible um, set of chapters exploring different bits of how learning happens, the title, um, from a variety of different authors. So it picks up um, lots of different pieces of research and makes them very, very accessible. It's it's certainly not, um, it's academically underpinned for sure, but it is definitely one that you can dip into, dip out of, um, and will definitely uh, support and help you if you're working with coaches and helping them. Brilliant. And um, before I jump to Mark, Andy, can you show us that one more time? I've got a couple of people. So it's uh, How Learning Happens, and it's uh, a Paul Kirshner book. Well, Paul and, and Carl, but, um, I think actually you have, it's illustrated, yes, by Oliver. I have the other book behind me that came in as well, Understanding How We Learn. <laughs> Mark, uh, talk to me about your book. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, Andy, Andy's is a good one. I'm also working through that one, and Kirshner's stuff is uh, very useful to, to get into generally. Um, I haven't got my visual prompt. I was looking at my cupboard over there thinking, can I dive over there and grab it? But I think, I think just... Just in general, one of the one of the books that made me start to think a little bit differently. So some of the stuff we've talked about today, not necessarily about reflection, but that it made me start to reflect in a different way. We're just reading about John Wooden and like so for someone who when when we talk about how do you reflect, someone who kept those cue cards um perfectly done, you know, for every single session he ever did and all that kind of stuff. So that not saying that that is the way to go, but but just the way that he went about the whole thing, this whole thing around coaching and dealing with people. Um, so yeah, I know it's I know it's a bit of a, a common one, but that made, that made me I mean, look yeah. at look at and about coaching and think yeah. and reflect about it as a little bit yeah, differently. I can totally, I can totally uh, connect with you on that, Mark. I'm a big fan of that book as well. So listen, we're coming to the end of the session. Um, there's so many different notes. We've moved from a reactive surface review chat on reflection, the what worked well, and even better if, all the way into a reflective conversation, looking at the critical part of the reflective process and looking at the context and how we, how we build that picture. Nick's made a comment about one of our previous Curious Coaches Club, which is something I do myself, a reflective journal every day inking it down reviewing it also as i said a fan of the voice note fan of the audio notes sometimes it's a sense making process sometimes it's the check and challenge from others and uh, i do get a chance then to go back over those before i connect with that coach again so it's fresh and i have an element that i've impact that i'm allowed uh, that it's informing me to the next session join us at ukcoaching.org whatever you're doing to help people be active and improve we can help you deliver great coaching experiences at a time to suit you.